The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You might have heard us talking about one of those special events that will happen across four states at the end of this month and through March called the Stewardship Summits. Very important for church leaders and for people who have a financial stake in their local church because there are some significant things that are going to be shared at that summit by a number of very special guest speakers. Let's talk some more about that Stewardship Summit today and where they'll be on starting at the end of February and going through March. Alex Cook, the financial planning expert, the founder of Wealth with Purpose, back with us today. Hello, Alex. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Alex, these are important because the idea of stewardship is something that somehow or other, if you don't keep reminding people in church life, it's very easy to forget that we are stewards of what God has given to us and that there is a purpose in the way that we use our money in the kingdom of God. Uh, What do you talk about when you discuss the importance of this level of stewardship that you'd be expecting from church people? Yeah, look, great question. I I like to define stewardship using this sort of phraseology, and that is that stewardship is managing God's blessings in God's ways for God's glory. So um, the starting part, obviously, is God's blessing. So that is our time, our talent, uh, you know, our skills, and, of course, our uh, treasure, our resources, our financial resources. Then, of course, we need to do it God's way. Uh, you know, we're bombarded daily with... Um, the media tells us a particular way to do it or the way we get educated tells us another way or our family tells us another way. Um, but sometimes those ways don't necessarily line up the way God intends. And then, of course, the third thing is that the way we handle money um, should ultimately be for God's glory. Um, so obviously, yes, God gives us money to meet our own needs and so forth. But in terms of the big picture, we want to be able to steward the resources that we have for his glory. So that, to me, is... Uh, the starting point of how people should think about stewardship, and uh, and and take it take it from there in terms of how they how they actually then go about managing the money. Is it the case that we often have such a worldly way of thinking about money? We think I've got my money and I've got my faith, but hang on a second, I don't want those to cross over. My money's not for all those people at the church who keep asking for it on Sunday. <laughs> uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that I, I suppose as we mature as Christian believers and appreciate that it is God's resource, that somehow or other that chasm between the two, my money and my faith, those do intersect and we start to realize that our money is something that God uses for the extension of his kingdom. Look, absolutely. And as you say, I think it's um, partly a you know, Christian maturity issue and partly just um, being biblically literate in terms of what the Bible actually says about money. So one of the, I think, key starting points there is that we need to acknowledge that the money 
is actually God's. So in Psalm 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. So all the resources in the world, including us, you know, we belong to God. Um, and, and so our, our culture, which is very individualistic, says, you know, everything you've got is yours. You've worked hard for it. It belongs to you. When the, the, the true, I think, Christian concept is actually, no, well, it's God who's given you these things. It's God who's given you the ability to get up and go to work. It's God that's provided and met your needs. Uh, and so the the response to that and the response to, you know, loving the God that's created us is that we use the resources he's given us, um, you know, for his kingdom and for advancing. You know, the older I get, the the, the more I realize, you know, I'm not that far from, from heaven. And, uh, you know, I, I want to make a, a big difference with what I've got um, to transform people's lives and see more people enter into God's kingdom. And that, of course... Uh, means that I have to use my money to, to fund things uh, that are going to help advance God's kingdom. And that's, I think, a, you know, a journey that we need to all go on as individual Christians in terms of how we think about our money. Um, that, to me, is critical. Alex, uh, some people are a part of a small church with a small budget, and others are a part of churches that have multi-million dollar budgets. It's easy to point to the bigger church and say, oh, they've got plenty of money already. Uh, when, you, when you talk about the level of giving that happens in church, whether people are members of small churches or big ones, uh, what is your assessment on perhaps the generosity of Aussies, this level of giving that happens in the local church? Yeah, look, certainly interestingly, I don't think the size of the church itself matters in terms of um, the church is having enough. Most churches are always trying to stretch um, with whatever resources they have. But in terms of the individual Christians and the level of giving we find in society or in Christian culture, if you like, um, whilst it varies slightly, obviously from church to church and denomination to denomination, for the most part, um, I hate to say it, but the level of giving in Western culture is generally pretty low. Um, it's harder to get good figures in Australia because uh, it's not tax deductible here like it is in the US and uh, New Zealand. Uh, but the level of giving we know roughly sits at around 2% of net income. Now, if you compare that to uh, the Old Testament where they had three tithes, two uh, annually and one every three years, so they were giving roughly uh, 23.5% or thereabouts each year, uh, and you compare it to the 2% uh, we're giving, you know, there's a, they're worlds apart. Um, that's not a very fair comparison because you're talking about the nation of Israel versus a nation like Australia where you've got taxation and so forth. Um, nor is it, uh, you know, that's allowing for the Old Testament. But even in the New Testament, um, people were overwhelmingly generous. You know, it talked about the fact that not only did people give out of their, what they earned, but people actually sold assets and laid the, the proceeds from that, uh, those assets at the disciples' feet. I think too much in Australia we just think about I'll give a little bit of my income rather than saying, well, why don't I give my car or, you know, proceeds from a sale or something, you know, that we could be a lot more generous uh, than we are today, I think. And you, you do see examples of it. I, I meet some amazingly generous people here in this, in this nation. But I think overall we, we could be doing a lot better as the body of Christ in Australia. Interesting talking about this uh, idea of generosity and are we as generous as we could be because if you take that a step deeper, 
And I know you like to focus on some of this type of issue because you say that there are a lot of people in churches that would like to be more generous, but it is impossible for them to be more generous because they're held back by the issue of debt. Uh, Tell us some more about this idea of being generous and really that some people can't be more generous. Yeah, so so when we set up the ministry, one of the reasons we we did it was around um, bringing in a a biblical worldview to people, but then with a practical application. Because one of the things that we identified in Australian culture in particular, and indeed Western nations, is that many people uh, have become enslaved into the world's system of of debt. Um, You know, in Australia, we're now the third most indebted household on earth, uh, mostly uh, mortgages and, of course, credit cards, but certainly mortgages and car loans and credit cards. Um, so 50% of the population now live month to month. So many of them are just getting by. They're not saving. Uh, they're, not, um, they're not paying back their debts. You know, sometimes they're just servicing the debt. Uh, and, and they get enslaved. They've become enslaved to the system. So one of my big passions and one of the things that we'll be talking about at the summit that we've got coming up is uh, how to get your members out of debt, changing their mindset on debt and giving them strategies to do it. And I'd say that this also applies um, to the churches and the church finance, not just um, the individuals in the church and their debts. Uh, Just by way of example, I was helping a church the other day where 20% of their budget just went to paying the interest on their debt. So 20% of the budget was being consumed by going from in the, in the form of interest to a bank. So that's 20% of their budget being used up for something that's not productive at all. Now, it of course, there was an asset sitting behind it, the church facility that they were using, so there was a benefit. But nonetheless, the church in many ways was trapped because it was going to be very difficult for them to pay it back when they're 20% already is just going to interest. So debt is one of these things that's become very normal in our society, uh, and we, we, we don't question it. So one of the things that we'll be discussing is, well, what does the Bible say about debt? Um, what should a church do? What should an individual do? And how do they get out of debt as quick as they can? Because it's very hard to live a generous life if you're caught up in lots of debt. Well, I think people that go along to your Stewardship Summit will know what to expect, a straight-talking Alex Cook. Uh, First of those coming up on the 28th of February in Sydney at St Paul's in Chatswood, then on the 7th of March in Melbourne at Stairway Church in Vermont, the 14th of March on the Gold Coast at Cross Life in Upper Coomera, the 21st of March in Perth, the platform on Adelaide Terrace in Perth. What sort of topics, what sort of guest speakers have you got as part of the lineup for the summit, Alex? Yeah, look, we've tried to get a mixture of practitioners, in other words, church leaders, and uh, external experts that have a particular expertise. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, really a range of different topics, starting with what's going on in the world in, the, in, in terms of finances, sort of understanding the times that we're in, and uh, particularly with low interest rates and so forth and what's going on. But then the, the key thing is not just having an economic presentation, it's talking about, well, how does that affect you? How does that affect your church? How does it affect the families and couples in your church? Um, that's, so that's more, um, I guess, economic in nature. Then we're going to be talking about one of my favourite topics, and that is what I call the building blocks of a generous church. In other words, what are the, the key drivers 
that will lead to a church um, seeing a significant increase in their giving over a period of time. So those building blocks are critical. Uh, we'll talk about leadership and money and, and what the role of the leaders are, what they should be teaching, what their responsibilities are. Um, we're going to have a few practitioners who have successfully increased their level of giving. So they'll be talking about how you can uh, raise money for the general weekly offering as well as raising money for capital campaigns. Um, and we're going to also talk a bit around what we call the business of the church, so budgets and governance that's suitable for you know, church treasurers and or business managers in churches. Um, and then the other, another interesting topic will be mental health and financial health. So um, one of our speakers coming along is from a Christian counselling organisation, so they're going to be talking about the, the correlation between mental health and financial health, how that affects church members, and of course the challenges and solutions to some of those issues. Um, one of the other really exciting ones for churches that are particularly keen to grow and, and build new buildings and so forth, we've got one called Church Developments from Non-Giving Income. So we're going to talk about community hubs and all sorts of different models that churches out there are trying and, and what we think uh, is working. So it should be you know, good depth of topics uh, that I think church leaders will really benefit from. Uh, and, and it'll really, I think... Uh, hopefully ignite a lot of people to see that there's a lot of good things that they can be doing with the resources that they have. So it's not just for church leaders, but it's for anyone who has a financial stake in their local church, anyone who's interested in the financial future and the development. And as we were talking about in an earlier conversation, the idea of being fruitful and multiplying in the local church context. Let me point people to the website, the stewardshipsummit.com.au. That's stewardshipsummit.com.au. First one coming up 28th February in Sydney at St. Paul's in Chatswood. Then on the 7th of March in Melbourne at Stairway Church in Vermont. On the 14th of March on the Gold Coast at Cross Life in Upper Coomera. And on the 21st of March in Perth, the platform on Adelaide Terrace in Perth. And great getting your insights, stewardshipsummit.com.au. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, who's behind that summit. Alex, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.